Hey guys, I'm here today with a quick little podcast. We just had to do it. Uh, We just had the first annual Beef Initiative Conference in Kerrville, Texas on Saturday. And we had so many great speakers and we've all been trying to catch up here. And I am so lucky. I was on a phone conversation today with Mary Care ND. Hello, Mary. How are we doing? Hey, Man, I'm doing I, great. I'm trying to catch you? up on a little sleep, but I'm not too tired. You know, that that was a great conference and, you know, it was fun meeting everybody there and kind of seeing the interaction of all these people that just came together for that day. Yeah, the energy there was unbelievable, don't you think? It was um, it was a really special day and you could almost I don't know if anybody's ever been to like a Super Bowl or a final four or something like that, but you can kind of, as you're walking up, I've been, I've been fortunate enough to, to go to one of each of those. And um, you can kind of almost feel the energy building as you walk towards a place where something exciting is about to happen. And um, that's kind of what I felt like when I was walking up to, it was very strange. I, I, uh, I drove in that morning and as I was driving in, there was, um, kind of a mist and it was kind of cloudy and windy. And as I parked and got out, I could feel kind of um, that energy starting to build. And the closer I got to the pavilion, and then once I walked in, you could just feel the excitement. I don't know if you felt that too, but it was it well, was no, a really I cool energy. What I, I really wanted to do that day, and I, I didn't think about it until like the night before. I was like, man, I got to experience this from, you know, from – ground up and like so I showed up there I was there probably about 6 45 that day you know we didn't go until nine so I kind of separated myself and I started looking at things from a distance and how people started kind of coming in you know I walked around the garden I walked around the the, the statues and I kind of you know looked at the day it was kind of foggy a little not foggy but kind of very moisture you know a lot of a uh, lot of uh, humidity in the air the wind was blowing it felt like a kind of blustery spring day that had a lot of uh seemed like had a lot of spirit in it that kind of built up as we moved forward and as people started showing up it's like okay here we go you know it's finally here uh we put it together pretty fast and you know you just see people showing up the speakers start showing up and it's like man this is this is definitely coming together and i can reflect about what you just said is it i had to stay away from it because i had to kind of monitor my emotions and you know you know how it is speaking publicly and stuff like that you want to you know you take ownership of that and you want to do a really good job so that that kind of that good vibe that you speak of you know that that always helps you out because you feel kind of obligated saying you know i'm here to really you know make a difference and people came to where they could start feeling like they're going to make a difference moving forward yeah you could just feel it everybody was there with the right intention everybody wanted to be there uh, had made an effort to be there it was a glorious day as far as the weather goes and just the overall feeling. Um, and uh, when I arrived, um, I remember walking walking up and, and, and Cole was talking and you could just kind of feel um, just just tremendous respect for him and what he's doing. And, um, and that was cool. And then when he finished talking, um, I told you a little bit about one of my favorite moments was, um, just, uh, you playing some, some country music and some of the Christian music that you played in between set kind Mm -hmm. of in between speakers. And, um, just to be in that beautiful setting with the beautiful clouds, the greenery in the background. And then, um, 
you know, Jason Aldean's song came on, which is probably my favorite all time song in country music. And it was flyover states. And I felt like we were in the flyover state that he was describing in that song. And I remember when the the line, which is probably my favorite line in all of country music, when he said, um, take a ride across the badlands and feel that freedom in your face and breathe in all that open space. And as he said that, as was, that music was playing, the wind was just gushing through the pavilion. And it was just one of those cool moments where you're like, we're free, we're here together to um, talk about freedom. The music is representing freedom. The feeling is freedom. And it was magical. That, That's all there is to it. <laughs> you, you told me that start story earlier. <laughs> you gave me goosebumps. And I was like, are you serious? I said, you, you know, I said, think about this. I said, you know, I'm a small town Texas boy. And, you know, those are the songs that resonate with me. You know, it's like Amarillo Sky, you know, Fly Over States. You know, that's my, it's right. That's one of my and it's, you know, this, that, that is, I mean, yeah. that's, a, that's a spirit within itself. And if you get it, you get it. You really do. And that day was actually kind of perfect on how that, like you said, that, you know, that it was cloudy. And all of a sudden, you know, like whenever you had that moment, it did get sunny. It, it did happen. And, you know, that, I know, it's like you told me, I was like, man, I was, I was totally focused on that story whenever you were telling me that saying. Yeah. And to everyone who has, who's listening across the world, maybe perhaps if you haven't been to the Texas Hill Country in April, you are missing out and you've got to make it happen. It was, um, so I was driving in from Dallas that morning and, um, kind of frantic to get there on time because I had to leave so early. And the moment I turned off of the main interstate onto 281 in Stevensville, and I had a little detour by by, by um, what I thought was misfortune. I added 45 minutes to my five hour drive because I uh, miscalculated mm-hmm. something in my phone. But, and I was frustrated and nervous about getting there on time. And as soon as I got off of I-30 and exited 281 towards Stevensville, and realized my mistake and got right back on track. All you saw for miles and miles is just farmland and ranches. And um, there mm-hmm. it was, it's calving season, right? There were calves everywhere and there were baby goats everywhere. And who can't smile when you look, when you look at a baby goat and all that luscious greenery and the hill country and the rocks. And uh, I was on a two lane highway kind of between, I think, Stevensville and Hamilton. And I kind of forgot all about all my worries, you know, with big city and just kind of got into the zone of just the rolling hills and feeling so peaceful and grateful. And this was the first conference, you know, I used to do a ton of public speaking. This was the first one I had done since COVID began. And, um, I just started to feel enormous gratitude. And I kid you not, I look up over the two lane highway and there's a bald eagle flying right over the highway, which I was shocked. I said, surely I did not just see that. And so I um, I was driving and I wanted to know if there were any bald eagles near Stevensville and um, Hamilton. And so I asked Siri, hey Siri, are there any bald eagles near Stevensville? And she said, uh, I found 
a place called Bald Eagle Creek. Do you want to go there now? <laughs> Question mark. And I was like, no, no, I want to go to the beef initiative, but I'm going to take it from that, that there is, there are bald eagles around here. Um, so there was a place called Bald Eagle Creek, but um, the drive was magical. The sun was coming up when that was happening and just started to feel like something was brewing that was good. You know, just feeling the, um, the gratitude of being able to gather and with, with mutual goals and nutrition in mind and like-minded people who value freedom and love the state of Texas and feeling proud to be a Texan. And then to drive up to the you know, Western Art Museum and that gorgeous pavilion and just overlooking that spe spectacular landscape in the hill country during wildflower season. Uh, with the wildflowers everywhere, just spectacular Indian paintbrush and um, blue bonnets and uh, all of the just spectacular flowers, the smell. I don't know if it was jasmine or what, but you can smell that wonderful smell. And it was just a glorious day. And then the people were so warm and excited and, and happy to be there. And the information that we were sharing, we knew was going to have an impact. So it was maybe what people feel like when they first started going to meetups in right. the very beginning of Bitcoin, because it is, you know, we, we did talk a little bit about Bitcoin being a way to um, finance some of the things that, that people are wanting to do from a freedom standpoint. And uh, maybe I, I imagine that that might've been what it felt like when they first started those few first meetups. No, I what think do you, you, you kind of nailed it. And for people to kind of, you're not from Texas, or even if you are from Texas, seeing a bald eagle is not that common. You know, it's not something that you just go happen upon. When it happens, it is kind of a, a special moment. And you're right, there are some bald eagles up there outside of uh, Stevensville. That is one of their places. They follow around there and they go all the way up to like Possum Kingdom. So. But whenever you do see one, it is it is something you remember for a long time. And as far as that that drive you took on 281, I think if I if I can be corrected here, everybody, but I think that's the old Chisholm Trail, you know, as well. You know, if you look that up, 281 north and south is part of the Chisholm Trail that was established many years ago on the the cattle drives. And so, you know, so something that you were doing was very appropriate, I guess. You know, and the Eagle wanted to give you a little credit. <laughs> I guess so, because I mean, for those of you who weren't there, I told the story I was supposed to go, you know, I put in my ways, um, uh, Texas Museum of uh, Western Art, and then, uh, and then I put in Kerrville. Well, I was racing out early in the morning, and I touched the Museum of Western Art in Kerrville, and I, I just put it on auto you know, basically went on into autopilot, kind of zoned out. And next thing you know, it's taken me to the Museum of Western Art in Fort Worth, Texas. And I'm thinking, okay, uh, I didn't realize it until I was about 45 minutes off my um, my planned route because I just had zoned out and was listening yeah. to podcasts and things. And so that's how I ended up on 281. And uh, I am so grateful that I oh, made that mistake because it was yeah, one of the it, most spectacular. It happened for a reason. So. Yeah. And, and, so and you can kind of feel the stress just drip away when you get off the real interstate and you're on the two lane highways and you're seeing all that beautiful scenery. It just makes you realize, wow, um, 
we need to get well, away more often. Well, and, and that's where from roots. the very beginning, you know, in a lot of, it is confusing. I admit to, you know, a lot of people that, you know, they ask about what the beef initiative is and everything, you know, and, and I've been talking about from the beginning, you know, getting back to the, you know, you know, the dirt roads, you know, the back roads of Texas. I don't know how many tens of thousands of miles that I've driven this year, you know, just doing what I'm doing. And so, you know, it's a different, it is, it's a different perspective. It's a different spirit that you feel. You, you have that time to meditate. Basically you kind of lose those, those, that anxiety of from the city, the noise is shut out. I mean, you really are out in a special place. And I think people have lost that touch. And that's one of the reasons I picked her was because it's a destination. Nobody was going to be close to Kerrville. You know, the people in Austin, you know, and people anywhere else across Texas, uh, well, where is Kerrville? You know, I had that asked to me so many times. I said, man, Kerrville has got some history to it. So this is the reason I did it. More people would have come to the conference if it would have been in Dallas or Fort Worth or something like that. If it had been in Austin, that wasn't the intent. I wanted people to be very intentional about coming to this conference. And so what that did, it did bring in people kind of like what you're talking about the first meetups that bitcoin was doing and it's like hey we're kind of special here because i think i let off the conference i don't you didn't get to hear that but you'll see it because we have it on video but i said you guys are my friends now you're the most intentional people that i know and basically you're here to make history and this is what we're about to do and by saying that what i was meaning is that you had people from i think it was 13 states that came across all across they flew in they did what they had to get to Kerrville, Texas on Saturday. But the best thing that people can kind of take away from this and moving forward, because everybody will get to watch the conference. The one thing that was accomplished here is that we had this many different type of people that were thinking in a way that is like-minded, but what they were doing is they're willing to listen and be educated by somebody else that they did not know, but they had that trust because we have this common thing going on. And right now within the beef initiative is what we have is we have pure animal protein. We have the American rancher and we have Bitcoin. And for some reason, people get it really fast. The ranchers get it. The, the consumers get it. The Bitcoin Bitcoiners get it. And they, at the end of that conference, I guarantee you, there's a friend of mine. He was there. His name's David. He said, you had Bitcoiners orange pilling ranchers and you had ranchers ranch pilling Bitcoiners. And it was true. And everybody was just getting along, man. And we had plenty of good beef and we had, you know, everything. It was, it was, it was a special day for me because you don't ever know doing a, I've never done a conference. You know, this is just something that started, you know, it's grass fed grassroots. And, uh, you know, we pulled, we pulled it off. Uh, we'll get better. We'll get bigger. Uh, we'll get more eloquent. We'll get more sophisticated because people are coming along. And that's that's a beautiful thing to feel that people are paying attention and because we're coming from a very good place of like some truth and some honesty and some sincerity. And, you know, we're really trying to change people's lives. And, you know, one thing I want to segue into is that I believe that what you brought to the table is something a lot of people had never even heard or understood how it all ties together and how you came into, you know, being able to speak at the beef initiative, you know, you and I are not random people. This was, this had a, this had a meaning to it and people are starting to understand what the beef initiative is, is that vertical integration back into human health. 
Exactly. And uh, that is the reason that I was I was speaking is because um, I believe that we need to preserve our health through freedom and um, through our ability to nourish our children through natural protein, pure protein. And that's why I reached out to you initially was because I wanted to make sure that uh, as supply chain supply chain things happened um, or were being discussed and could be happening soon, I wanted to make sure that I was aligned with people who valued nutrition and I had a way of um, supplying good, healthy nutrition to my children. And that's how why mm-hmm. I initially reached out to you. I thought that what you were doing was very noble and um, important. And we were giving, a lot of us were giving our control away. And this was a way for us to ensure that we could maintain some degree of control over what we nourish our children with. And um, so that's why I reached out to you initially is that I wanted to ensure that I had a way of properly nourishing my children long-term. And through that, I offered to educate people, uh, you know, to the best of my ability on why this is so important and why it's the easiest thing to put last, but the most important thing to put first, especially right now during the pandemic, I think a lot of us felt uh, Mm -hmm. hopeless and helpless and didn't know what to do. And really, you don't need a doctor or a health professional or a government telling you um, what's best for your health. It's all about, you know, educating yourself, empowering yourself and making health choices today that could potentially save your life, you know, in the in the near future, because you're healthy, you're strong and you're able to um to fight things that come up, you know, like viruses or, um, you know, uh, your immune system is strong and you've done that proactively before getting sick. And that, those are the people that, um, that either don't get sick at all or get very minimally sick. And so, and you don't have to, to rely on an authority in order to make those goals for yourself and achieve those goals. And I think the first step and the most important step in protecting your most valuable asset, which is your health, is what you eat. Yeah. It's so simple. It's it's what you eat and and um, good, healthy nutrition, avoiding processed food and eating um, pure protein has a huge impact on your weight and uh, your metabolism your immunity, um, your mental clarity more than anything, mental clarity. And then when you're mentally clear due to good food choices, everything else is easier. Everything else in life is easier and better. And I tell people this all the time, you know, that, you know, we need a new level of food intelligence because of course it is, is lacking. And you, you and I know that better than anybody. And I always like to tell people, you know, this is not a judgment whatsoever. It's, you know, we've all gotten off the rails a little bit here, but what we're doing is we're, we're kind of organizing that, that narrative and that structure of understanding, you know, that's kind of our base layer where we want to get to, 
those moments of clarity that actually do change people's lives. And, you know, everybody participating Saturday was is basically helping us understand that moment of clarity that we need to start into the source of the seed of basically what food intelligence is and what really how to get to optimal health. And I tell people is like once you kind of understand the vertical integration into health that we're talking about, it's so simple that it's complex. And you, you understand, you peel back some layers here and you're like, oh, that doesn't matter anymore. I thought, oh, oh, I see now. Oh, that that's where dense animal protein comes from. Oh, there's things like zinc and minerals and stuff like, where does it come from? Oh, it comes from the soil. <laughs> you know, we can go on and on. But, you know, tying our health back into the regenerative agricultural model that the Beef Initiative is really promoting is... I think that that's how people kind of respond is they respond with a, a general moment of clarity that really helps them get started. And the people there at the conference, I, that's all I saw was like, okay, I really get this. I want to help promote this. How can we be involved? You know, that's what the biggest question this week is. How can I be involved? Yeah, I hope that, 20 years from now, you and I look back and say, we were there at the first one and it's grown into something where we have more and more people involved and it's a bigger and bigger movement. And it's just the perfect time in history and the perfect place in Texas to uh, mm -hmm. sow the seed that I think is going to grow into something uh, very, very special that helps a lot of people. And the community aspect of things uh, is, is very, very important because we educate one another. Um, we lift one another up. We're doing this as a team. You know, um, it's like being on a sports team. You, you want to perform for the team, not just for your own self, but for the team. And um, such a good group of people and such great education from, you know, from Jimmy uh, to uh, just all of the speakers were, were amazing. And um, everyone there was, was, um, you know, equally everyone that I met was just so kind and excited about something uh, that is, I think, going to grow into something. Well, very and that's, that's connecting the dots, right? That's connecting the dots of life and lifestyles. And, you know, you know, I talk about a lot of times I said, you know, you need to find out why you desire what you desire. You know, what, what is your intent? You know, you, we can't be random with our consumption models anymore. And, and when you look at the lineup that we had, as far as our speakers, you know, we had the panel of, you know, Marty Bent and we had the, the moderator, Charles Mayfield, that you got to meet. And then we had first generational rancher, Jason Rick, you know, followed up with, you know, Cole. And then, and then of course you, and then we had, you know, Teresa, we had Michael from Oshi and we had Parker, yeah. you know, he, he's closing everything out with that base laser, yeah. base, yeah. base layer of like, really, Hey, there's a long-term strategy here with Bitcoin that already exists. You know, this is how, you know, a rancher can protect his legacy here. So, I mean, it all came together very, you know, like perfectly to where people now, I believe, you know, now, once we are able to, we have seven hours that we recorded on this you know, for the conference. And as we kind of release this production that we, we were performed and that we're still kind of, you know, high off of, you know, as far as feeling good and, you know, feeling, you know, empowered. 
I think it was something that is historical. Like you said, in 20 years, people are going to come back and they're going to realize, man, these, these, these people were doing this out of the kindness of the heart. They were working together because they believed in something. They saw something early on and they're willing to go. Now let's talk about your day. You woke up at five and a half hours. You drove from Dallas, Texas to Kerrville that morning. What time did you leave that morning? Well, I got up at three. The exact time that I left, I have no idea. But, you know, um, it's weird uh, when you're when you're trying to get somewhere, you're, you're kind of frustrated with the whole process of actually getting there. But then you want to be there. So it was it was a special time because, you know, I left kind of stressed and anxious and left the city and. And then just the closer and closer I got to Kerrville, the more and more I went into this beautiful state of gratitude and peace. Um, and I didn't even know I was wow. missing it until I felt it. You know, you almost get on this hamster wheel of day-to-day everything. And um, I think being in nature, you know, we were on the ground. We weren't um, in some special building or, you know, we were, we were grounded, we were together. And, you know, as a doctor, I know that um, we all have an energetic field that that's what we register on our EKGs when we're, when we're looking at people's heart rate, we're looking at the energy of the heart. Well, there's been a lot of research about being within conversational distance of someone and the energetic fields of the heart actually start to link And um, so when you're in conversational distance of someone, you're connecting on an energetic level, not just on an intellectual level, not just on a personal level, but you're actually energetically connected and you can feel that other person's energy and your heart. If you put an EKG on a group of people over time, they start to um, be synchronized. So, uh, I think we've been starving, starving for that for the past two and a half years. And, um, that just made it all the more special. I think we took it for granted this, um, I mean, even right now you and I are having a wonderful connection being over just Mm -hmm. over zoom or the internet, but it's not the same as being in someone's presence and, um, and sharing that space and that energy. And that's what was so special about Kerrville. Um, We need to feel that. We need to get back to that. We need to get back to community. Um, We need to be in the presence of others. We need to lift each other up in a positive environment. And that's why I felt so grateful to be a part of it and can't wait to be a part of the next one and the next one. And I think it's just gonna get better and better and bigger and bigger. and I'm excited about some community activities that we have planned in the near future that hopefully we'll announce soon <laughs> well, that will promote well, a lot in know, our that, community. That, that's, that's, what's, um, that's what's fun yeah. about this, okay? Each time that we've, you know, each month that you and I have gotten to know each other, you know, in, in, in the beginning, you know, there was a lack of understanding, maybe on my part and everybody else's part. And I had a lot of questions, you know, asked me, what is this? What is this? I don't know. It's a production. You know, what is, what is it? It's a media company. I don't know what it is. It's food intelligence and we're talking about it and it's kind of happening. We're live streaming it right now. That's what we're doing. It's going to take care of itself because it's based on some truth here. 
here. And what we're doing is we're just willing to tell the truth and live in the truth. And, and people have forgot that, oh my gosh, you know, life is a lot more simple. We don't have to pay attention to the corruption and the lies anymore. You know, that's a distraction. And you guess what? We're, we're going to become the distraction because it's leading with some truth and some faith. And so by being able to, you know, tie into that, there is that energy. It is a vibration, you know, a vibration, a spirit, you know, whatever it is, we'll take it because you, you talk about people, you know, maybe have lost that. There's so many people that can't tell you what they were doing two and a half years ago. They have forgotten. They have truly forgotten, you know, what life was back and freedom was like. And, um, you know, I haven't, you know, my life has always been one of adventure and, you know, exploration and stuff like that. And I see that prohibition of like personal space. I also see the prohibition of our mental capacity and our mindfulness. And it's all kind of coordinated. It all comes together with our health with our nutrition, that lack of clarity, that brain fog that you talk about, the inflammation of the brain, you know, and how do we do this? Well, you and I have been talking so many times, it's led to, you know, you brought up something in Dallas a couple months ago. You said most people are in a food ditch and they don't understand what it is. And you have this, you have a few things and we're not going to talk about them today, of course, but you have a few things that you do and that you allow people to kind of say, hey, I need to get out of this food ditch. Can you help me? And throughout the years, you've, you've got this really great protocol that you've been teaching me about. And so after the conference, you and I came to each other and we said, you know what, we have to do this now. And so that's why we're talking about like today, you know, you say, hey, let's get on here for about 30 minutes. Let's kind of reflect on the conference. And then you and I have devised a plan for our community and like-minded people and anybody else that wants to come in. So I've got the YouTube channel now. And what we're going to do is 1030 on Friday morning, we're going to go live and we're going to, Hey, we've got a call to action here. We're going to talk about a few things that you covered that were just so important as far as what you're seeing in our children, uh, what you're seeing in the parents. And then you're going to talk about some successes that you've had, like you did at the conference. That was a fascinating story and and just how happy that couple looks and just the 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 information that they said please share to everyone and so it, it is times like that that comes up with these solutions and these paths forward that people are hungry for they're yearning for it and i think that both of us as professionals and just you know christians and based people in life that love freedom and truth and love the state of texas we're ready to kind of get on that mountaintop and let's go get busy Exactly. And after something like what we went through last week, I don't know if you've, you've noticed this, but ever since I got back from Kerrville, I've just found it um, empowering to make even better health choices for myself and my family. I've been in the kitchen more than usual. I've been cooking. I've been, um, you know, spending time um, at the table more and just being more more intentional about my health choices and what I'm teaching my kids. And I brought back a lot of things, uh, you know, that just kind of reinforced more and more what I want to feed my kids and how I want to raise my kids. And when, after you go through something like what we went through, it's just, you want to be better and you have more mental clarity from just that uplifting experience. And when you have more mental clarity, you make better choices. And then that leads to even more mental clarity 
and then more energy. And so you make even more uh, choices that are good for yourself, your family, your community, and it grows. It's one of those things, yeah. um, pass it, it forward. And so, and I'm feeling it personally that, um, we're, we're feeling, you know, the benefits of it already. And I think that's going to grow when we make this announcement on, right. on Friday, we're right. going to give people actionable items and we're going to participate oh, yeah. in it too. We participate in and everything. we're going to oh, yeah. take this journey. We're going to take this journey together and we're going to have testimonials that I think are going to be similar to what I hear in my own practice where people's lives change. They change when you get rid, get them out of the food ditch and, and get them some mental clarity, give them the tools, give them a little encouragement, um, some direction, and, and we do it together. And, and that's you, what's so You bring up something it. I remember. I, I, you weren't there yet. You were still on the road. You were road tripping as I was speaking at the beginning of the conference. And one thing <laughs> right. I asked people, I said, let's put this into perspective. And I said, we need to look at our consumption models that we are basically using in our, in our personal lives. And what is a consumption model? Well, I'm talking about, of course, you know, I'm talking about audio. I'm talking about video. I'm talking about food itself. We're, we're taking a look at our our consumption models and seeing what those are. We're taking that step back and we're saying, okay, our consumption models need to kind of change right now. And, and if we can do that, then, you know, you do get that, that point in time where you, you do that accountability check. You know, we all have to do it as individuals. And whenever you're really willing to do that accountability, look in the mirror, that reflection of, your, you know, who you are, you know, that consu consumption model usually does change. And, you know, it brings back people, like you said, you know, sitting at the table and understanding that, you know, food should be be a form of grace. It should be you know, your consumption model around food should be one of thankfulness, not because you're of the hunger pains, not because of the taste, but it should be something that you we design. And I'm talking about me personally. I'm not saying you, everybody should do this. You, you Texas Slim tells you. But what I find and what you're finding is a consumption model that is based in a little bit different, you know, form of food intelligence, a different form of listening to, not listening to the distraction, but becoming your own distraction of positivity and clarity. There's something here that, uh, you know, this is going to evolve. And this is, we knew that like Friday, we, we knew we had to get this out as soon as possible because that's what people were wanting. Leaving that conference, I called you because you had to get back. You drove 11 hours that day, probably. You spoke at a conference, you attended the conference, you stayed as long as you could you had to get back you know to your family to your children but by by doing all that we knew that we needed to go ahead because everybody's like what do we do now so that's why we're going to friday it's going to be a call to action uh it's going to come with a lot of love and a lot of grace and a lot of years and decades of experience that we're going to talk about and you're going to really be able to break it down and it's going to be really fun i mean i'm i'm really i'm i'm, I'm excited and everybody on the team you know the beef initiative team everybody's like yes everybody's wanting to participate <laughs> Yes, what we're going to do, we're going to do mm -hmm. it together as a community, and we're going to we're going to see people's um, health change in a very short amount of time, which is always mm -hmm. very rewarding. Uh, it, it it will be it will be fun to participate in. I hope everyone uh, tunes in on Friday to hear about what our plan is, 
and why we think it's so important and um, how we're going to support one another through it. And uh, it's going to be. Uh, I think it's going to be. And, you know, we've built up uh, the anticipation, I think, good enough today because we don't want to go to We could talk for hours, couldn't we? <laughs> so um, what we're going to do we is, is Friday, 1030 uh, YouTube channel, Beef Initiative YouTube channel. We'll, we'll have a, the announcement. We'll sit out the teaser and you can, you know, uh, set a reminder, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, it'll play for a long time. But uh, this is a call to action and we want to make this go as viral as we can. And, uh, you know, let's get this going. Let's let's you know, this is going to be part of, you know, what we talked about the conference. You know, we're going to basically be part of the Great American Health Initiative. And it's going to be kicked off by uh, Mary Carey, MD and uh, the American Rancher. And, you know, there's going to be things that we bring into it that people are going to be pretty excited. So, Mary, thank you once again. I'm honored, as always. And um, what we're going to do is we're going to get this. Today is Wednesday. This will be live probably sometime tomorrow Thursday so if you guys hear this spread this out share it with your family your and your friends and your community and get ready because uh, I know it's short time uh, uh, you know as far as announcing this but it's time to move it's time to do it now it's time to step up and it's time to join like-minded people and everybody to get some food intelligence and hear something from uh, Mary care on um, Friday thanks Mary I appreciate you Thank you for having me. And thanks for all you do. You bet. Thank you. All right, folks, we will be talking to you soon.